Welcome to the Straight Talk on Fleet podcast with Aaron Gilchrist. Each week, Aaron will be breaking down fleet management, trying to cut through the noise and get down to the real issues safety and operations leaders are struggling with every day. The goal will be to get to the bottom of how leaders can break down these silos of information, accelerate change management, how to use real-time accurate data to drive massive efficiencies across fleet-focused business processes, and to elevate people's careers with emerging best practices. Now it's time for the Straight Talk on Fleet. All right, welcome Fleet community. Hi everyone, we're at NAFA, we're live at NAFA. This is my dear friend and colleague, David Hayward. David, thank you for joining us on the Straight Talk on Fleet Live. And we, again, coming to you from NAFA in Baltimore, Maryland, and we are at the INE. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I wanna welcome David. David is the Fleet Manager at ABM. And if you don't know what we do on, the, on Straight Talk on Fleet, I am your host, Aaron Gilchrist. I am the VP of Fleet Evangelism at IntelliShift, and I get to do this for my for That's my so job. Cool. <laughs> it's really great. Um, I have a lot of experience in fleet management. So for new listeners, I was a longtime fleet manager of an enterprise-sized fleet. So that's where I have this knowledge and information that I get to share with you out in the fleet community. So for fleet managers listening, um, this is for you. Um, awesome. So David, again, thank you for joining. David, tell us a little bit about um, ABM before we jump in. Great. Yes, ABM American Building Maintenance is a pretty large organization that many people have not heard of, but we're behind the scenes in a lot of different areas. We, we do everything from janitorial through engineering and specialty engineering and project-based work. We're on a lot of college campuses, high schools, uh, in our education vertical. Uh, we're in a behind the scenes in the airport, shuttling people around, shuttling food around. Um, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it, it, it's, we've got 130,000 employees, um, wow. but I'm happy to say we we'd, uh, we only have about 6,000 vehicles, so that's a little bit more manageable. O only about 6,000 vehicles. So <laughs> I know from experience that, you know, 500's a lot and uh, 10,000's crazy and 6,000's also nuts, but it's fun. It it's is. what we do. Yes, it's love what it. We do. <laughs> yeah, David has a lot of experience in fleet management, but again, in his current role as fleet manager, he'll be able to um, share some insights for you today that I know you, you'll think are fun. So for this um, kind of podcast shorts that I'm shooting here at NAFA, we're going to ask a few questions. The first one is, um, I love to ask is, how'd you get into fleet? Because like, we all know no one sets out to be a fleet manager. So That's so true. And, and I do have a fun story. Okay, so I, I, I started my fleet career at Wyeth pharmaceuticals okay. Okay. and uh, while, while I was there I was actually working as a consultant with the senior VP of marketing on yeah. on business process re-engineering so nothing to do with fleet whatsoever uh, and he was from Turkey I'm from Ireland so we kind of bonded over the fact that we were both immigrants and yes you know starting off new lives here in America so we uh, we were chatting one day and he said I thought about you we're looking for a European fleet director and you're European right and I said <laughs> yeah I think so uh, but what's fleet? And he said, don't worry about that part. We'll teach you that part. Uh, we just That's what they all say. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So uh, he introduced me to, to Jack O'Donnell, who subsequently hired me, and, and I got my start in fleet. Uh, and that's now 18 years ago. Yes. Yeah, so, sometimes we like to say that we, we were in the wrong place at the wrong time, but then we get into this awesome industry and we realize that actually we were in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Because it's the best industry, most collaborative, and it's one of those places, I was talking to one of our colleagues today at the NAFA show, and she said, um, Aaron, it's great to see you. And I'm like, you too, where are you now? 
it's like we all never leave no. once we come in we never leave but you know what's great about that is there's lots of great information so um we're all here to kind of share and help grow as fleet leaders so um okay next question for you david great. so ready so we we joke about no one sets out to be a fleet manager so if you could go back in time and tell your self some you know your former self so what would you what are two or three things you might advice you might give yourself coming into the industry knowing what you know now okay right i would say the first one that i would talk talk to myself about would be <laughs> uh, would be data uh, uh, the importance of data yes. how critical it is to have good data as you know with any database garbage in garbage out so you yes. need to have good controls over your data uh, with, with wyeth I, 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 uh, Jack had set up the fleet. For, he, he had been there for 20 years by the time I started there. Yeah. And he had set up a, a data feed with our fleet management company. So I saw that as the default. Yeah. And I, I've actually been quite surprised to find that, you know, with my peers, very unscientific study that I've done. <laughs> um, but with my We're peers. We're going with it. <laughs> uh, four out of five large fleets don't have a data feed with their FMC. And, and a lot of times there are privacy concerns, HR needs to get involved. So you do need to have, be prepared for those conversations. There's another thing you could have told yourself before you got into fleet is like, get people in your organization involved in your vision and mission as a fleet manager so they can help Absolutely. you cross over these barriers like getting your data in one place. Exactly. Uh, that's like one of the biggest learnings that I had yeah. that I'd go back and tell myself All going, right. uh, you know, what do you do with the data? How do you get it together? How do you make it make sense? That's what we do in IntelliShift, folks, for sure. <laughs> Every day we're bringing all the big data together, making it make sense. What else? Anything else you would um, uh, I think do? A, a second thing I would talk about would be oh, mergers and <laughs> acquisitions. So obviously with Wyeth, uh, my career was somewhat cut short there because Pfizer came along and purchased Wyeth. And they already had a global fleet team. Yeah. Um, had a wonderful uh, experience with the Pfizer folks. Um, so shout out to Fred Turco, who I like <laughs> to say, Fred from Pfizer, fired me. <laughs> um, so That's what, great. What, say that three times fast. There you go. <laughs> so he, um, he, he and I got along really well during that uh, merger timeframe. And, and we set, set Pfizer up for success to merge the, the wide fleet in, into, that, uh, yeah. into their fold. Uh, but then now we're seeing it on the other side of the table. So FMCs are merging and yes. it, it started with Element and uh, forming out of GE and PHH. And, yeah. and now we see the new wheels, uh, you know, so it, it's we're in the wheels everywhere. coffee lounge, by the way, we're doing this in the wheels coffee ah, lounge. Yes. <laughs> so I would be prepared for that. So you're, nothing stays the same for, for very long. And you find yourself even with ABM within a week of me starting, I was told, oh, by the way, there's another fleet that we're merging in. 400 vehicles, you know, so you have to have to be prepared for that. So there's no yeah. normal day-to-day -day work. I know, and uh, data and acquisition, or um, mergers and acquisitions, again, on both sides of the fence. And as a fleet manager, I remember um, when I worked for Safelite, we would be buying another glass company, bringing in that fleet. There would be older assets. Which ones do we replace? How do we, but again, it was like, okay, the first thing I would ask that company that we were bringing in is, what data do you have? Yeah, yeah. What can you tell me about your fleet that right. I can bring into the fold, right? So again, back to the whole like data piece. Yeah. Um, what else, anything else that comes sort of top of mind? One other thing, and, and this, so I was 15 years in fleet before I did my CAFM. And I'm so grateful that I did that. Although, you know, the, um, 
overconfident me thought I knew it all. Then you do <laughs> CAFM and you realize that there is so much more to, to different types of fleets. Mm -hmm. And it just prepares you for whether it's fuel management, maintenance management, or even professional development. There are just so many. Learning about how do I lease or do I own? I mean, all the ins yeah. and outs of, of fleet management. And yeah. a lot of times you, you learn what you need to learn in the role and how it's set up. So how is Wyeth set up with, with our FMC and the open entities yeah. that we had there? Went to Rent-A-Kill, where I worked for five years, and they had a um, uh, they had an ownership model, which right. we, we subsequently changed to, to lease, but I had to uh, learn that kind of on the fly. Yeah. Uh, had I done my CAFM earlier, mm. I would have been a little better prepared for some of those uh, conversations. So that's, I, I'm, that's I'm great very, advice. Proud, very proud with my CAFM pen well, here at NAFA. Well, and what's great is we're talking about CAFM. We're here at NAFA. NAFA sponsors that educational program. So for those listening, it's an educational program um, with certification. You can do it over time. You can take your time. So if you're thinking, how do I have time for education when I'm running a big fleet or running a small fleet, running any fleet's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, how do I do that? NAFA is a great resource. So when, when we post this podcast, we will put some links in there for you to connect and, and, and figure out, you know, how do I get involved with NAFA? So Wonderful. yeah, great advice. Um, okay. So let's toggle a second. What are you thinking about working on doing over the next say 12 months? You know, what are your big initiatives? What, what are you struggling with? What do you want to share with our audience? Sure. I, I think the biggest struggle, which most people can relate is uh, getting product, getting vehicles that we need yeah. on time. Yeah. So we've had to go from a year-long planning process where, where uh, the, the local branches, we have 350 locations. So oh, wow. that's roughly about 700 people who are involved in, in making decisions around their, their, their new vehicles. So that, that can be <laughs> challenging. <there>. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, from so now, now what we're doing, instead of doing factory orders, um, as requested by the field and then waiting a year yes and then the inevitable out of stocks that have to happen in between while we're waiting because yeah. a vehicle falls over or whatever it might be um, <laughs> i like how you put that yeah. <laughs> um, so now what we're doing is we're doing factory orders but i'm putting them into my own bailment pools and i've strategically located them around the country so when i get a request on the west coast I'll have to ship it, so yes. there's going to be that additional cost, which which you wouldn't have with a ship. Through, but you'll have an asset to but ship. But I'll have an asset that will be ready within four weeks. Oh, so that's a as, great advice, fleet yeah. managers. Something else to think about. And so now, what we're doing is I'm working closely with uh, the finance team, so that on a quarterly basis, we will, because a lot of the manufacturers have now moved to quarterly allocations. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm working on a quarterly basis to say, well, what what can I predict using um, vehicle replacement analyses? What yeah. can I predict that I'm going to need 12 months from now and yeah. get get that right mix of vans, trucks, heavy duty, get them all into the uh, into that pool 12 months from now. So that's relatively difficult. Yeah. If I get them early, great. But Again, I'm, I'm data analysis. I know, data. <laughs> yes. We'll ready. say that for like ever. Yeah. If you don't have good data, you need to figure out how to get it. Typically, it's starting with like, a telematics device in your asset, but there's lots of other gateways to bring your data together. But you got to do that if you yeah. want to figure out what you need in 12 plus months Absolutely. based on our current like situation with our supply chain and fleet. So that's that's great. Any other big challenges that you're facing or just things that you're focused on for this next year? So big focus is going to be on data. I, I, I don't mean to yep. hashtag data no. the, whole, the whole podcast here, but <laughs> we'll uh, hashtag it. <laughs> 
So uh, we we have built our own internal database, and I'm very specifically calling it a database. It's not a fleet management system, right. but it's going to house all of my vehicles so that my field can see their asset list quickly, easily, yeah. and make changes on the fly as they need to. And that, in turn, will feed to my various FMCs. Yeah. Our, our, we do have a primary FMC wheels, but we do uh, we do have legacy vehicles with five other FMCs. Yeah, so I want to try and, try and get <laughs> as many of those feeds set up as possible. Or, if, if nothing else, get, uh, get the wheels database in sync with HR. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you have data coming from so many different sources getting it in a single place and i think the idea of getting in one place is a first step then it's like how do you get the data to tell you stories yes so you can make really good choices mm -hmm. every day to mitigate risk to um you know increase your uptime of your assets and make them more productive how do you get drivers driving safely in the way that you want them to and then you know last but not least just totally maximize your efficiency as a fleet operation so yep. Yeah, good good challenges. Anything else you want to share with our audience listening today? Just you know, any any fleet management nuggets? <laughs> um, I, I think I'll do a shameless plug. So I've been involved with NAFA for many years now, yeah. and, and NAFA has been a wonderful organization that gives gives has given me so much that I, I like to give back. So yeah, I, I participate too. in the uh, in the panels and discussions. So I highly recommend. Uh, people start to plan for, for NAFA in um, San Antonio next year. Yes, we'll be back there. Yeah. We, San Antonio is a fun town, so it will, that'll be it a will good be time. Fun. Yeah. Okay, David, thank you so much for My being pleasure. with us. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we like to say on the Straight Talk on Fleet, when we end, that of course they're going to enjoy this content. So like and subscribe and all that fun stuff. But until next time, we like to say, keep it real, keep it safe for Fleet's sake. So nice. thanks so much for listening. Take care. Bye, everyone.